The following audio is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe is available at axechurchleander.com. Today's Bible reading is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 25, beginning with verse 14. And these are Jesus' words. Again, the kingdom of God will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came and said, Master, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is God's word for today. Again, we're glad that you're here to worship with us today, and we're on the last week of a series that we're calling Entrusted with the Future. We've been talking about where God is taking Axe Leander in 2019. We've talked about these two big goals of ours, of what would it look like if every person in our church, from toddler to retiree, reflected Christ, and what would it look like if our community partners flourished? Acts of Love, Baghdad Elementary School, our overseas and multicultural partners, to be able to say, we want to tie our success to their success. We want to be their champions. We want to fight for them. And we want our people to be daily growing to be more like Jesus and how God built them and designed them to be. We're finishing off the series today, but like the other two weeks, we're going to do something where, again, I know some of you love this, some of you hate it, and last week for a little bit at least, uh, we're going to start with a question, this whole idea of entrusted with the future, and that word entrust is what we're going to focus on a lot today. So next to someone around you, stand up, introduce yourself, and answer this question. What is one of the most valuable things another person has ever entrusted you with? And Go. All right, I'd ask you guys to pray with me. 
Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we come before you um, excited to see what your word is going to say. Lord, excited to see what you have entrusted us, your church, your people, your sons and daughters with. Lord, we pray that you challenge us. We pray that you encourage us. Lord, we pray that we leave a little bit closer to you. Lord, we say this all in your son's precious name. Amen. So, entrusted with the future. That Bible reading that we had earlier today started with, and the kingdom of heaven will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Jesus is talking about what his ministry is going to look like post-resurrection. Jesus began his ministry by going all over Judea saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. That was the shorthand of him saying what God has always been up to, the reign of God, the goodness of God, God's ultimate plan for the world and for his people. He goes, this is about to start. And that was the beginning of Jesus' ministry. But now the ministry is going to change because Jesus is no longer going to be here in physical body. And so he's trying to describe to his disciples, he's trying to describe to his followers what God's activity is going to look like post-resurrection post him dying for our sins, post him raising back to life again. And he says the kingdom of heaven is like someone who entrusts his wealth to those he loves, to his followers, right? And so it starts off with that. And so this word entrusted, there's something deep there, something powerful there. I always make the joke about the pocket watch my grandma entrusted me with that I screwed up. But there's another story where I remember the first time friends of mine let me babysit their 12-month-old daughter. They hadn't gone on a date in a year. And they said, Josh, would you watch Sienna? And as I got like the 57 different rules and things I needed to know before I got to babysit this child, it started to dawn on me that even though they were just leaving for three or four hours, they were entrusting me with the thing that was most valuable to them. There was reverence there. There was weight there. And in a very real way, Jesus is doing the same thing to his disciples. He does the same thing to us. He says, I'm going to entrust you, my church, with what is most valuable to me. That's what we're going to unpack today. That's what this whole parable unpacks. So it goes on. And it says, so to one, the master, he gave five bags of gold. To another, he gives two bags. And to another, one bag. Each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. Now, the Greek word here is talent. It's where we actually get the English word talent from. But a talent in Greek had to do with a measurement of weight in gold. And it was a lot of gold. And if you do a little bit of research, you find out that one talent in modern-day value is worth about $1.4 million. So when Jesus talks about this parable, he doesn't, he's not like, oh, God gave uh, one person 10 bucks, he gave one person 5 bucks, he gave one person 2 bucks. No, he says the master gives a massive amount of wealth, a massive amount of talent to each and every person. Now, we don't all get the same talents, right? No, he knows us best. He knows what we're designed for. And yet, at the same time, Jesus says, everyone gets one. Everyone gets to participate, right? And so we've got this five, we've got this two, we've got this one, but this massive amount of money is what Jesus is talking about. And then he goes on. 
It says, the man who had received five bags of gold went and at once put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Now right. here what we see are two very different responses to the gift. Two leave. They realize that their master has given them something of great value, and they want to participate in their master's business. And so they go to work. They start investing what God has given them to help their master's business expand. And what is our master's business? Well, we find this in the next parable, where Jesus talks about the sheep and the goats. And he says, at the end of days, there will be two sides— the sheep and the goats, and he says the sheep are those who care for the poor, the foreigner, the sick, those who have been ostracized from community, and the goats are those who said, you know what, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. Now, mind you, we don't work our way to heaven. That is not the point of this parable or the parable of the sheep and the goats. No, Ephesians 2 is very clear that we are saved by grace and grace alone, but then we get to 2.10 and it says, for you were created in God, to do good works prepared by God. What we see is that we were saved for mission. We were saved for God's plan, for God's mission, for God's ultimate ministry for this world. And there's two different responses to that. We can either say, yeah, I, I want to be a part of that. Or we can say, you know what, I'm going to pass. That's what this parable is about. Two different responses to God's invitation to be a part of what he's up to. The story goes on. After a long time, the master of the servants returned and settled accounts with them. And the man who had received five bags of gold bought five more. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. And his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been put you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. The master wants nothing more than to say to his followers, to say to God's children, well done, my good and faithful servant. He wants to invite people into what he's doing, and he wants to share happiness with them. God wants his successes to be our successes. Let that sink in for a minute. God wants all of us to be a part of what he's up to in the world. He's saying, guys, I want to tell you well done. I want to put you in a position to succeed and to flourish and to thrive. He says, I want to entrust you with more. I want to entrust you with everything. Right? And you see that in the first response. And then you get to the second one. The man with two bags of gold also came. He said, Master, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. And his master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. What I love about this is that this isn't a tier system with God, right? It's not like God likes some people more, and so he's going to entrust more to one person, but he loves other people a little bit less, and so it's like, yeah, you did good. No, the exact same response, the exact same heart. There's no difference. It's not about ability. It's not about how much you have. 
to each and every one of us, our Father wants to be able to say to his children, well done. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad you participated in what I was up to. And guess what? It's not over yet. And you see that in both servants. But then you get to the last servant. And he has a very different response. He says, Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. He said, Master, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting when you have not sown and gathering when you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I went out, and I hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. As I was reflecting on this uh, parable this week, I kept wrestling with, what was the difference between the two responses? What was at the heart of what was going on? And I settled on, it's a lack of trust. Right? The third servant doesn't trust his master. He doesn't believe he wants good for him. And so he's scared. So he lets his own best thinking do the talking. He's like, you know what? I don't want to participate in this. And yet what's so sad about it is that the master deserved the trust by his actions. The master gave him everything. The master entrusted him with what was most important to him. That type of relationship is built on trust. But with that lack of trust, it breaks down our ability to do good. It breaks down our ability to participate in what God is doing. And God is up there in heaven saying, guys, I want you to participate. I want you to share in my happiness. I want you to be a part of what I am doing here on earth. story goes on. The master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. Whoever has will be given more and will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The master wanted to give them all the commendation. The master put them in a position, each and every one of them, to be a part of what he was doing, to receive that well done, to receive that mutual joining of participation, to be a part of the master's business, but Scripture is clear that there are consequences when we say, you know what, I'd, I'd rather not participate. There is a myth in Christianity that we can have forgiveness of sins without relationship with God. Well, I know Jesus died on the cross for my sins, so I don't really need to be a part of his business. And that is nowhere in Scripture. Instead, we have a God who says, I forgive you everything. I give you grace and grace abundantly, but I give you grace for a purpose to be in fellowship with God, to walk with God, and to be a part of what he is up to. As I was reading through this, there were three truths that really stuck out to me. And the first is God has entrusted us to what he values most. Growing up, I was told that you can tell how much something is worth by how much someone will pay for it. So my basketball cards growing up, my baseball cards growing up, I knew exactly how much they were worth if I could get someone to pay me $5 for them or $10 for them. 
You want to know how much you're worth? You want to know how much your neighbor's worth? Jesus died for it. He gave everything for it. That's how much he loves this world. That's how much he loves your family, your community. And then he says, and my plan to save all of them, my plan to connect to all of them, my plan to leave all of them in better condition, he says, are the sons and daughters of God. God entrusts you with what he values most. What's beautiful is we don't have to do it alone. No, Jesus said at the end of John, as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. And that is a Texas plural, y'all. He said, in the same way that God sent me to save the world, now I am sending y'all to save the world. And we get to participate in that. And there is reverence in realizing that God has entrusted us, the church, with what he values most. Second truth, and hear this clearly, God wants to tell you, God wants nothing more than to tell you, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's his heart. That's where his head's at. He wants to be able to love you. He wants to be able, when our life is done, when we pass from this side to the next, they will say, thank you for participating in what I was up to. You did great. Not perfect. Perfection is never what God is looking for in his children. But participation. To be able to say, Dad, I wanted to work in the family business. Dad, I wanted to love the world like you loved. Thank you for letting me be a small part of it. Last but not least, God's mission is not a spectator sport. It's not about showing up to church on Sunday, hearing me talk, getting your God fix, and then walking out inoculated. No. God's mission is to love God with everything we have and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we get the opportunity and the privilege to participate in what God is doing here on earth. And we have a responsibility to our neighbor, to our community, to our families, and to our world to use what God has entrusted to us and to say, we want to go forward. We want to be a part of whatever God is doing here on earth. That is humbling. That is beautiful. And it's hard. I don't do this perfect. There are days where I wake up and I'm like, nope, Netflix. Nothing but Netflix, right? And mind you, I'm not against Netflix. But it's easy to say, I don't want to be a part of it today. I'd rather sit this one out. My own sinful nature, my own selfishness, my own ability to separate myself from my neighbor, from my family, from my community, because it's hard sometimes. It's work sometimes. And we don't always take that opportunity, that privilege, and that responsibility seriously. So as we go into communion, and we're not actually going to end the message here, but I want to end with the kids, because this last part, you guys are going to be able to help me with the children. But we're going to pray. We're going to come before God asking for forgiveness for the times where we don't participate in his ministry, where we don't use what he has entrusted to us 
as faithfully as we should. And then we're going to receive forgiveness in communion. Jesus said, take and eat, take and drink. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. It's a way where we again encounter his grace, his love, and his mercy. But first, we just want to be honest and take a moment and say, you know what? We all muck it up sometimes. I ask you to pray with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. A God who has entrusted us with the world. A God who spends his days in heaven fighting for us, helping us receive that commendation, well done, my good and faithful servant. And yet all too often, Lord, uh, our own sinful nature gets in the way of that. Lord, to come before you now, humbled and asking for your grace, asking for your forgiveness. Or the times where we have lack of trust and so we don't move. We have lack of trust and so we hold tighter to what we have, not realizing that you are the ultimate giver, Lord, and that you are the ultimate provider. Lord, we come before you now in silent confession. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Acts Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at actschurchleander.com.